0: You are listening to the Balancing Act podcast with Danny Uro. I'm a licensed mental health counselor based out of Miami, Florida. I use the ideas and principles of acceptance and commitment therapy to help individuals who find themselves struggling in various areas of their lives. Episode six, a person in two places is no place. Hey there, this is the Balancing Act podcast and I am Danny. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time finding us, uh, welcome. If you have been listening, welcome back. Hope you enjoy your time with us. Hope you share this podcast with others. Uh, share the love. Uh, sharing is caring, they say. Uh, I, I want to thank everyone that has reached out to me with feedback and questions through our email address, podcast at gmail.com. I'm humbled by the kind words I especially appreciate the curiosity I've received from listeners messaging me about how these concepts of psychological flexibility and these episodes we've done up to this point, um, how they apply to just specific life situ- situations they're experiencing. Thank you so much for trusting me with your stories. I am truly honored by them. Um, I've, I've also been receiving photos of listeners on drives in their cars to destinations wh- while they listen to, to our episodes of the podcast, which has been really cool. I've been trying to, to share those on Facebook and on Instagram. I've actually been posting them on our Instagram account, The Balancing Act Miami, and please keep sending those in. That's, that, those are always fun. They're a blast. They make my day. I just want to urge you, please, please, please be safe. I don't want you risking your life, injury, or accident just to post a picture of you driving you know, through a national park or something. So let's get started. A quick recap about where we've been. So, episode one was uh, about psychological flexibility, which is the goal of it all, right? Uh, the higher flexibility that one would score uh, would cor- correlate with a higher quality of life, right? So um, that's what we're all really heading towards, right? That's what we—that's what we want to—to to not incur injury when life imposes its will on us. Episode two: cognitive diffusion, which is uh, this. Um, Processes or the process of detaching from thoughts that limit your behavior response. Episode three was acceptance, uh, using acceptance strategies to cultivate flexibility. Uh, since uh, experientially avoiding um, feelings that we that we find too uncomfortable will, um, you know, limit our behavior response repertoire. Uh, episode four was values, uh, knowing which way you want to go in your life, which uh, uh, would allow for purposeful quality living. Uh, We talked about thriving versus surviving. Episode five was committed action, uh, doing the actions that honor your values to be persistent and committed to the direction you want to go in rather than being lazy and being the procrastinator that we can be. Right. And now that's where we will be today is today's episode is called. A person in two places is no place, and uh, the process we're going to be talking about is this idea of being in contact with the present moment. In order to be psychologically flexible, right now, right where you are, you have full access to all of your behaviors, if you are paying attention. So pay attention. Questions. Have you ever been looking right at a friend of yours who is telling you a story of something that happened, but tuned out halfway through their story? Have you ever arrived to the front door of your job but have no recollection of actually driving there? Do you find yourself dwelling on something from the past while not paying attention to anything you are currently doing? Or maybe you find yourself worrying about something that is about to happen. While you're driving, do you get a text alert from your phone and it's difficult for you to focus wondering what the text is or who it's from? Do you live your life? Distracted, daydreaming, replaying conversations, reliving memories, playing out the tape over and over again? How many times does your wife, husband, or child have to say your name before you realize they are calling you? Concerts. My first concert was a U2 concert. I must have been about sixteen years, sixteen years old. Uh, it was for the Zoo TV tour uh, for the Octung Baby album. Like I'm kind of dating myself as people start to do the math backwards and trying to figure out when that was. Back then, that stadium—it's gone through a lot of names, but back then it was called Joe Robbie Stadium. I, I, um, to be honest, I don't know what what they call it now. It's gone through Land Shark, Sun Life. Who knows what it's called now these days. Um, Back in those days when the headliner band would uh, would go into their power ballad song, like you two would be, you know, the song would be With or Without You. Thousands of lighters would light up and would be sway, swaying in sync with the music, you know, all romantic-like and sentimental. Nowadays, it's, it's not even lighters being lit anymore. It's cell phones, you know, people flashing their flashlights on their cell phones or lighting up their screens as they get turned on. Um, a few months ago, I was actually, uh, um, in September, I was at a Mumford & Sons concert, uh, and that very thing happened, where uh, they, they played one of their soft ballads, and the whole stadium lit up, but it, it wasn't lit up with lighters, it was lit up with cell phone lights, which was pretty crazy. As the fire of cavemen has evolved into the technology of spacemen. Cell phones have become a, a huge distractor, an enemy of, of, of keeping contact with the present moment. Uh it 's just constantly competing with our attention. I mean how many times do you do you click on Facebook? How many times do you get back on an Instagram? How many times do you check your snapchat uh stories? How many times do you go on Twitter and then repeat process we' we're we 're not paying attention anymore we're we're we 're so disassociated from the right now we 're trying to be elsewhere that we end up being nowhere uh and you know going back to the whole idea of the concerts how many times have you been at a concert and 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 there's like this handful of people right you know probably more than that to be honest in the rows in front of you um and they're and they they got their phone up and they're just filming the, the show and they're watching their phone even though they're like seventh row of the concert they're about 40 feet away from the band or the performer and they're recording with their phone and they're staring at the damn show through their phone i just i don't i don't get it and uh and they'd rather experience the concert through the phone than through their eyes. And that's that's kind of what, how things have become. Like, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm probably sounding like an old man on a soapbox talking about this kind of stuff. But where where is our uh, generation going in its inability to stay present and in contact with the present moment? I mean, how many times have you been like... At a theme park, like, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Floridian, right? So, you know, we got a bunch of theme parks down here. But, um, you know, at a fair or a theme park where you see people walking through there with their phones up and they're basically filming, you know, for, you know, Snapchat or on their Instagram live or their Facebook live and not with their own lives. You know, it just it's mind boggling to me. Uh, and not to mention, like the dangers of texting while you drive, right? Like that's that that's a that's a whole other thing. It's it's tragic, actually, um, just how many accidents that end in fatality or, or serious injury because someone is trying to text the word yes or on my way or okay. Um, this is the era. This is the era. The generation of trying to be in two places at once and a person in two places is simply no place. The distraction from the now isn't just technology-based. It's it's our emotions do it to us all the time. It's, it's it's our anxiety having us worry about what might possibly happen, which in itself is is a bit of a uh, is a bit uh, mind-boggling. Doc, uh, Dr. Kelly Wilson talks about this idea that if you know if you worry about what might happen, you've guaranteed to suffer once, even if it doesn't happen. If it does happen, guess what? You just suffered twice. Uh, but we do that. Right? We we get worked up with the future. Uh, future events and we are disassociating from the now and sometimes it's it's in the opposite direction it's it's us looking backwards you know it's it's thinking about things that had just happened maybe things that happened a few minutes ago or a few hours ago or a couple days ago and we live our life looking through the rearview mirror which is definitely not the way to be driving um so This idea of contact with the present moment is there's a power in just paying attention. Like in in the challenges that I've been um, giving each week, um, in each episode, I should say, about being an active participant in your own life, the prerequisite for that is to pay attention, to be tuned in, to to be all in on that moment so that you have access to everything you can possibly do. That is being in contact with the present moment. That is being flexible. To be inflexible would be to be disassociated, to be detached, to be confused, and to be elsewhere. Uh, to not be tuned in. Contact with the present moment. So I have a terrible habit. Uh, When I get home from work, I cook dinner, I set it up on the table, and before I begin eating, I turn on the TV. And I'm curious how many of you out there do that, where you're eating while you watch TV. Um, I am not at all at the contact with the present moment when I'm eating dinner while watching TV, not only am I en- not enjoying my meal the way I should, I'm probably not even enjoying the show the way I should or the sporting event, especially if it's the Dolphins, but, um, it, you're taking away from both experiences. So I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not practicing what I preach in terms of this whole idea of a person in two places is no place, but it's a terrible, they're definitely a terrible habit that I have. I'm literally disassociating from the meal, and you're just not enjoying the meal the way you should. Another bad habit I have is I eat too fast. I'm not sure how many of you out there do that as well, where you don't even give yourself an opportunity to enjoy uh, the flavors and the texture and whatnot of what you're eating. This is in stark contrast to an experience I had a few years ago. Uh, I went up to Atlanta with some friends for like a three-day festival concert, and one of the days that we were there, we went to an Ethiopian restaurant in Atlanta. I believe the name of the restaurant is called Desta. I hope I'm doing the name justice. And no, they are not a sponsor of the show. Uh, it was an amazing experience. I still remember it. I mean, I can't even tell you what I had for dinner three days ago, but I can totally picture how that meal went in Atlanta a few years ago in this restaurant. And one of the reasons why was uh, you ate the food with your hands, and uh, which was kind of a... a a, a weird thing for me to adjust to where, uh, it was, uh, it was three of us and we ordered a bunch of food and they served it on the, on the, on this big plate and there was no forks, knives or spoons. And basically you would use this, um, and pardon my ignorance. I don't know what it's called. It's kind of like a pita, but it's a little bit spongy. And I'm sure I'll get an email or two where someone's going to explain to me what it's called. And you basically use this to 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 scoop up the food and the and the and and the different you know sauces and whatnot. And it was just such a mindful experience. Like you had to pay attention to what you're eating to 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 not not make a mess of it, right? So it wouldn't fall on your shirt or off the table or whatnot. And it was just such it was so good it was so good and 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 you know growing up um was always this uh you know ethiopia struggled with with food and whatnot uh and i I think uh it was kind of poetic that they have such a mindful way um you know a a nation having a history of, of starvation issues um being so mindful in the way they approach food because they cherish it so i thought that was such a such a great uh you know experience for me and i still hold it dear um three years later, I, I have a feeling I still hold that dear. And yet, like I said, I, I'm not sure what I ate three days ago. Uh, anyway, uh, the reason why I talk about these these two different um, realities, right, between eating while I'm watching TV and not really uh, giving either one the attention or compared to the experience at the Ethiopian restaurant is that is really the, the dichotomy between being pre- um, having contact with the present moment Uh, versus disassociating now uh you know there's a great quote right and then you know somehow you just have to bear with me you'll see how these things have come together about meditation right there's a great quote uh that uh it goes um everyone should meditate at least once a day but if you don't have time to meditate once a day then you need to meditate twice a day right and uh, I love it because it's it's got nice humor to it because it's true. Like we live our lives so fast, right? And like we're you know, it reminds me of a, a, a an old friend of mine. And the odds of him listening to this is like zero uh, from like high school. So this goes back years. Uh, Brian, uh, I was gonna say his last name. Maybe it's not cool if I say his last name, but uh, Brian. He uh, he would he would joke around about. Um, he would say, "Danny, the thing about life is that it's a rat race." the problem about winning the rat race is that you're still a rat. And, uh, and he would just joke and joke about how, how we just live life fast forward, right? Which, um, you know, unfortunately, especially in the city life, in like Miami, New York, you know, you know, L.A., these are lives lived very fast. You're constantly disassociating from the right now because you're in the next moment already. And you just don't slow down. And, uh, um, you know, mindfulness is a powerful way of staying tuned in to the right now um, rather than thinking about what's next, right? Like, can, can we just slow down, not get caught up in the rat race? Can we uh, allow um, ourselves to just be present, to, to be in the contact with the present moment, uh, and have full access to our repertoire? To be in contact with the present moment is to be is to be striving toward flexibility. It's 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 to not be in contact with the present moment is to be allowing yourself to become inflexible because you just don't have access to all of your behaviors. You, you go into this cruise control almost. You go into auto, autopilot. Uh, contact with the present moment, the flexible side, is being aware and allowing the body to feel what is happening in the present moment, uh, not to go elsewhere, not to be somewhere else, not to be in the future, not to be in the past, just to be in the right now. Being in the right now, you are not going to be surprised uh, by something like where all of a sudden you end up going into an old pattern behavior um, and and a lot of the work I do in counseling, a lot of, you know, individuals struggling with substance abuse. um, Sometimes they get surprised that they find themselves in a situation that's that's, uh, triggering and, and may result in and substance use when they're trying to work their recovery. And a lot of times that happens because they're just not paying attention, that, that they're just kind of on cruise control. They end up in the wrong neighborhood or in the wrong house or calling the wrong number to a dealer. And before they know it, they're going into this old, you know, fused way of thinking uh, because they just weren't paying attention. They did not give themselves an opportunity to have access to all of their behaviors so they can commit to the things that matter rather than instant gratification as you see these all these concepts that we've been talking about are slowly stringing together Uh, the problem about not being present is you lose access to, to all those behaviors right so if you're truly paying attention you have access to everything So like uh, 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 DJ Moran, he's an act therapist. He, He does a nice job of if you can picture like a visual map of all the possible behaviors that you have at your disposal, millions and millions of behaviors ranging from scratching your nose to tap dancing, all of them, right? If you are paying attention, you have access to all of them. If you're not paying attention, if you're disassociating from the now because you're thinking about something else, either something that's about to happen or something that already happened, you've narrowed that huge graph down by percentage points. For some of us, it could be a huge, drastic you know, constriction of behaviors, and, or, and for others, maybe not so drastic, right? But one way or the other, you've just become less flexible because, you're, you're, because you've lost access to some of your behaviors. Russ Harris in his book The Happiness Trap, he talks about how we you know the research shows that we spend about 40 to I think it's like 43% I think he says in the book, about 43% of the time we pay not paying attention, which is kind of crazy like, you know, think about that. It's uh, you know, that, that's the average 43%. There's I'm sure that's probably a conservative number, you know, if, if we think about what I had said earlier about this idea that people check in Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Snapchat and all the other social medias, that number is probably bigger if they were to redo that experiment, you know. Uh, so, you know, that's 43% of the time people are not being flexible. They're not being, in, in, you know, tuned in to the right now, um, which is very, you know, problematic. To, to, to disassociate from the right now, you're giving up on having access to all those behaviors. You're making yourself less less flexible, more likely to, to go into fused thinking, right, which is not good because that's going to influence behavior. So that's when you go into like autopilot. You're more likely to rely on that cognitive diffusion because your brain is just taking a shortcut because you're not paying attention. So it's going to do what it, um, what it normally does. It's going to rely on neural pathways that, oh, we know what we do in this situation. We know what we do in that situation based on past behavior. Uh, or you, you may result in experientially avoiding a particular feeling that's uncomfortable um, that is, you know, pushing you away from your values or it may be something that it will paralyze you in your committed actions because why? Cause you're just not paying attention. Uh, so really to sum, to sum it up the, the, the balance here, right. As we, you know, uh, plug the name of the, of the podcast, the balancing act, the balance is the fact that for, that, as we slowly work through these processes of psychological flexibility, um, to be able to diffuse from thoughts that are problematic, to be able to use acceptance strategies when the uncomfortable feelings come up, to be able to acknowledge the values and the directions you want your life to go in, to be able to commit these actions that honor those values. You need to pay attention. You need to be tuned in because you're already putting yourself at a deficit if you're tuned out. So th- this process of contact with the present moment is so important. It's 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 the linchpin to all of these things because to not have that you're said you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. And a good way to get yourself f- away from the from being behind the eight ball is using your senses. Like there's a there's a good book it's by Jonathan Kaplan called Urban Mindfulness. And he talks about the ways you can just tune back in to, to the present moment. And your senses are waiting to do that. Uh, it, you can visually go into mindfulness by labeling colors or just paying attention to fine details and cracks on the wall, uh, smelling like uh, in my office I burn incense and candles to, to as a way of mindfulness to tune into the current moment and just to focus in on the olfactory nerves that are kicking in. Uh through touch, uh, some people have little totems, like little little figurines they'll, they'll hold on to. Sometimes I put a rubber band around my wrist, and I'll snap that to kind of tune me back into the current moment. Um, taste, which you'll see in today's challenge, is uh, you know uh, t- maybe to eat their uh, eat food more slowly to pay attention to the flavors, uh, and through through listening, through just listening to the sounds. Like sometimes with clients, I'll I'll challenge them to listen to what they hear, and then they'll they'll pick out the ticking clock and then air conditioning, maybe distant chatter from another room. And what they realize is in doing that, everything just goes away. They just totally tune into the moment. They're no longer uh, disassociating and putting themselves in a different place. Uh, To use your senses is, is is to focus in the current moment, is to tune back in. And that is when you have access to all of your behaviors. So now the challenge, as I challenge you to be an active participant in your own life as it relates to today's episode, is I'm going to challenge you to eat twice as slowly as you normally would. But please warn your significant other that you're doing this, because if not, they may end up calling the ambulance or something. But eat twice as slow and pay attention to to the meal, as the flavors, and, um, and whatever sensations might come up as you chew slowly. Also, Leave your phone in the car and take a slow, slow walk in the park. Look carefully, listen closely, and breathe. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you subscribe. I hope you enjoy. I hope you share. Remember to email us with questions and or feedback. And send in pictures of you listening to the podcast on your purpose-driven uh, drives through life at Podcast at gmail.com uh, just, I, am just humbled that you would take the time to do that. And, um, I just appreciate it. It makes, it makes our day here, uh, continue to do so. Uh, this is the balancing act. I am Danny. I am thankful. Take care.